0: You're listening to Policy Currents,
1: a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Deanna Lee. And I'm Emily Ashenfelter. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's November 15th. The rise of the
0: Internet and social media has given people access to more information than ever before. But with so much information from so many sources, it can be hard to distinguish accurate information from low quality or false content. And so disinformation can spread further and faster online than it ever could in another format. The fact that disinformation is becoming rampant is why Rand created a database of tools aimed at fighting how it spreads online. These tools include websites run by human fact checkers, apps that use artificial intelligence to detect bots, and games that teach you how to spot disinformation. You can browse the database to learn more about how these tools work, the technology they use, who funds them, and more. And if you know about a tool that's out there but isn't in our database, you can even suggest it to the research team. We'll be updating the database periodically as more and more efforts to fight disinformation get underway. This database is the latest release from RAND's Countering Truth Decay initiative, which aims to restore the role of facts and analysis in American public life. So if you want to help fight disinformation and learn more about what else we're doing to address the threat of truth decay, visit rand.org slash fighting disinformation.
1: In the United States, the number of women with an opioid use disorder at the time of giving birth quadrupled from 1999 to 2014. To address this problem, some states have adopted punitive policies, such as considering drug use to be a form of child abuse. According to a new RAND study, this approach may have unintended consequences. We found that such policies are linked to higher rates of opioid withdrawal among newborns. Study lead Laura Faherty explains, These punitive policies are pushing women into the shadows. It's shaming them from getting prenatal care and treatment for substance use disorder that they need to keep themselves and their babies healthy. Our findings suggest that, Instead of pursuing policies that punish pregnant women for substance use, policymakers should focus on bolstering prevention and expanding access to treatment. This public health approach could help reduce the effect of America's opioid crisis on women and their babies.
0: Earlier this year, South Korea announced its intent to withdraw from an intelligence-sharing arrangement with another key U.S. ally, Japan. The agreement will be scrapped one week from today unless south korea reconsiders according to Rand's scott harold that's exactly what seoul should do there are several reasons why first relations between south korea and japan have been slowly improving withdrawing from the intelligence sharing pact now would undermine that progress sticking with it on the other hand would provide an additional boost Second, South Korea has used the arrangement several times since announcing its intention to leave. This shows that the agreement remains a valuable intelligence channel for Seoul. Third, breaking the pact now would likely be greeted by North Korea as a sign of weakness. And fourth, the U.S. has made clear that it believes the move will actively harm U.S. security and damage the U.S. alliance with South Korea. Fortunately, Harold says it's not too late for South Korean President Moon Jae-in to reverse course. His administration could still cancel its withdrawal from the agreement before next Friday. But time is running out.
1: From virtual assistants that automate our homes to autonomous vehicles that reduce traffic congestion to algorithms that detect illness earlier than ever before, a world enabled by artificial intelligence could be rich with possibilities. But this future could easily screech to a halt if AI causes a high-profile accident and public support for AI collapses, says Rand's Danielle Turoff. Imagine the AI equivalent of the Three Mile Island accident, she says, or worse, a series of cascading incidents caused by AI that leads to mass casualties. For example, AI-enabled traffic lights malfunction and cause a mass pileup of autonomous vehicles. An incident like this would not only be a tragedy, it would quickly end the advancement and adoption of artificial intelligence and machine learning. To prevent this from happening, there are steps the global community must take. Taraf says the focus should be on ensuring that algorithms are both robust and verifiable. We should not trust what is not robust, she says, and we cannot trust what we cannot verify.
0: When human activity causes a disaster, the potentially responsible parties sometimes step up to support victims early on. This assistance can be as simple as handing out vouchers for hotels or meals. Or it may be a more sophisticated program that processes victims' claims for medical expenses, property damage, and other losses. A new RAND report looks at four real-world examples to determine how useful this early assistance is in practice and what policymakers could do to encourage it. Notably, the authors found that early assistance can help fill in gaps in disaster response that aren't always addressed by other resources, such as NGOs or first responders.
1: Past RAND research has found that a number of countries, including the United States and several European nations, are not prepared to meet demand for a future Alzheimer's treatment. A new RAND report, released just this week, finds that Australia's health system will face similar challenges if such a breakthrough occurs. The most pressing problem would be a lack of medical specialists to evaluate and diagnose patients who may have early signs of Alzheimer's. Australia's health system would also have capacity issues with regard to delivering treatment to people with early stages of the disease. An estimated 376,000 Australians had dementia in 2018, with Alzheimer's being the most common form of the disease. And while there is no treatment yet, this study's findings suggest that policymakers may want to consider strategies to help reduce patient wait times if one does become available.